Welcome to Leap Year, a podcast about taking chances, making mistakes, and spending a year, or several, leaping into something new. I'm your host, Jess Cadjo, and this week, I'm doing something a bit different. Instead of a guest, I wanted to take some time to highlight things that have sparked joy. We are one week away from election day, and in this time of fresh daily horrors, I wanted to highlight some newsworthy things that made me happy. First up are new projects from chefs Sola Elwali and Claire Safitz. Elwali and Safitz are both known for their time in the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen and the magazine's popular YouTube show, though they had very different experiences while there. Bon Appetit has of course come in the news for the last several months after a photo of its now former editor-in-chief Adam Rappaport dressed in a racist costume was tweeted by food writer Tammy Chuklamarian. Her post created a domino effect of food editors at BA speaking out about the racist practices they dealt with in a work environment that had been marketed to viewers as fun, friendly, and implied to be fair. Since then, many of the video channel's favorite faces have left for greener pastures. Most notably has been Sola, who has landed in the Babish culinary universe with a show called Stump Sola, which is a game show-style cooking show that has her taking up different cooking challenges such as making a seven-course meal from convenience store items. It's inventive and fun and cool to see her come up with such creative results out of bags of potato chips and store-bought dips. You realize that she was highly underserved and undervalued in the VA kitchen and should have been the star ages ago. It makes me so happy that we're getting new content from Sola that is fun and at a network where she has creative control and is paid fairly. It's a good ending to a very, very common story of discrimination. As for Claire Saffitz, I have had mixed feelings as I've watched her navigate the fallout of the racist workplace she was once a part of. I felt at times that she didn't speak out soon enough or necessarily say the things I wanted her to say. However, I also understand that everyone is on their own journey of awakening and is hopefully doing their best. It has been weird to watch the white people I love in the food world bumble their way through solidarity. Do I continue to enjoy their work, or do I have to give it up along with everything else this year? I've decided to dip into what makes me happy and dip out of what doesn't, and her new book makes me happy. She has published her first cookbook called Dessert Person. At 105 recipes, it's a thick tome and a true ode to dessert. It is written with so much care and consideration for every baker, no matter the expertise, and it puts pastry, cakes, and breads on a stage usually given to the savory side of the kitchen. I think Claire is a genius baker and a great teacher, and this book makes me want to bake every single day. Next up is author Carla Cornejo Villavicencio. She's an Ecuadorian-American Harvard-trained writer whose book, The Undocumented Americans, is a finalist for the National Book Award in nonfiction. This is the first time an undocumented person has been up for this prize. I struggle with these firsts because I think it's insane that we're still discussing firsts for so many people who are not white. However, I also think it is really important to celebrate these firsts so that there are seconds, thirds, and fourths that come soon after. She talks a lot about resisting writing about the undocumented experience, as that is not the breadth of her experience. However, the 2016 election convinced her otherwise. I'm excited to read her book because she talks not just about the dreamers who are often sanitized for white consumption, their accomplishments used as reasons why they are deemed worthy of citizenship, 
but also of the older immigrants who have been working in this country for many years and are often defined by their work rather than who they are as people. I have listened to her talks, and she is an exciting author to follow. She's confident in who she is and the spaces she travels in, no matter how hostile or exclusionary they may be. Last up is a piece in this past Sunday's New York Times business section, entitled The White Issue. Has Anna Wintour's diversity push at Vogue and Condé Nast come too late? And of course, the answer is yes. Of course, it's too late. She's been at the helm of the magazine for decades, and she is intimately involved in every aspect of the magazine and of how its parent company functions and operates in the media space. She has single-handedly shaped fashion for decades. So of course, she's too late to the Solidarity Party. I follow fashion pretty closely, and I've always been baffled by her Teflon superpower. No matter the scandal, it somehow never really affects her personal brand. She usually issues a bland apology and a vague promise to do better, and then goes right back to giving us months and months of thin, white, cisgendered cover stars. But this summer's BLM protest lit fires under everyone, and people were coming for her as well. I don't relish the downfall of all public figures, but I do think that having a huge piece on her racist practices and sporadic support of Black talent in the Vogue universe is a step in the right direction. It means that even those in the upper echelon are not above this moment. And when the New York Times is printing it, it means that the story is so big, even they can ignore what's going on. As we get further from the visceral experience of seeing George Floyd be murdered on our screens, white people who claim solidarity with Black folks are getting tired of putting that solidarity into practice if they ever did it to begin with. But we are not letting up. The moment has not passed and change is already here. You're either with us or you're complicit, and there's really no in between. So that's what's bringing me joy this week, a mix of food, reading, and the downfall of the rich and powerful, a perfect just cocktail of joy. As we go through this final week before election day, I encourage you to find things that bring you joy. If the news is giving you a headache, turn it off. Watch a show, read a book, listen to a podcast, bake a cake, but most importantly, vote. Vote because it's a privilege that should be a right. Vote because we should have more things that spark joy. And until we have true leadership, our minds will continue to be clouded. At least for a moment, mine was clear. Leap Year is a production of Leap Year Podcast, LLC. Editing by Jess Cadjo. Sound engineering by Brian Escobar. Music by Jess Cadjo and Matt Boyer. Podcast artwork by Anthony Coscon Conover. You can find links to all the things that brought me joy this week in the show notes. Thank you to my family and friends who have supported me in this endeavor, and thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.